Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports, back for another edition of 3 and 3. This is episode number 16 of 3 and 3, and I am very happy to be joined by Orlando from A Collector's Dream. Hello, Orlando. How are you, sir? Hi, Adam. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Big fan of your channel and uh, just big fan of your collection, especially your mantle collection. Oh, I appreciate that. And um you're a humble guy, I can tell by watching your channel, but I just want to say uh, you have one of the greatest collections and you're one of the greatest collectors that I've ever seen. Um, I, had, I haven't seen your whole collection, but just from watching your videos, oh, that's... you're, I mean, it's, it is an incredible collection. And even more than that, I think you're an all-time great collector because I think there's a difference between you know, someone could just have millions of dollars and come in and buy all the big cards. But um, I actually found out about your channel originally, that interview you did with James from Elite Hunters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I had never seen your channel before that, but I'm so happy I saw that interview you guys did. And, um, you know, from then on, I've been watching your channel and I just love I love that conversation you had because it was just like, Everything you said about collecting and opinions on the hobby, it really, I actually watched it twice um, because it was just oh, like, awesome. yeah, I mean, I, I, one of the reasons I went on YouTube and one of my hopes was that I would be able to connect and talk with guys like you who have, uh, what is it, over 50 years now you've been collecting? Yeah, it's been uh, since I was about, you know, 10, 9, 10 years old, like everybody else, you know. Now I'm in my uh, 60s, so it's been uh, that long. And uh, it was just one of those things that I just started collecting because the neighborhood kids started collecting cards, you know. And I played with the neighbors across the street. There were four boys, and uh, they played Little League, and I played Little League with them. And then, you know, I see all their cards and just decided to get into that. And um been collecting ever since. And like you said before, you know, this is not one of those things where I develop my collection over just a few years because I have a lot of money. No, not at all. You know, my collection has been a very, very slow process. You know, I started first as a uh, set collector, you know, and that's how every, all the kids started. You know, you, you build your set, you bought the packs to build the sets and that's, you trade it and, and build the sets. And that's my first set was 1970. And that got me hooked and I started wanting to build the sets and I became a set builder and I built so many sets uh, during my days and, you know, I became a part-time dealer at that time and, you know, and little by little, you know, and unfortunately I sold many, many of my sets to acquire some of the cards that I have today. You know, that's the way you have to do it sometimes. Well, that's what's going to be cool and interesting about this one, especially is because someone like you, you have so many great cards. I mean, an unbelievable collection, but on three and three, if, if this is the first one that people have seen, um, what we do is we look at, we're going to look at three of Orlando's favorite cards in his collection, and he's going to tell us why. And then we're actually going to look at three cards using card ladder. We're going to bring up some images and um, we're going to look at three cards that are on his want list. Uh, but before I wanted to ask you one of the things on uh, that interview you did with James, I think you called it your, uh, your top 100 cards. So, right. so essentially what you were thinking of doing, and you can tell us if you're still going down that road, is, um, you know, refocusing your collection, selling some cards, and eventually getting it down to your top 100 cards, graded cards. Is that something you're still working on? 
I'm still working on that. You know, I, I retired and, and I started about 10, 15 years ago to whittle down my collection because it ended up, Adam, that I had, you know, two full closets full of cards, you know, I mean, sets from all, you know, Dunross, Fleer, everything you could imagine. And I said, you know, this is way too much. You know, I'm retiring. I need to be able not only to, to, for, to display it because you can't display all these things. You know, it's just too much. You know, so I started whittling down my collection. And yes, I'm, I'm going working with my trying to really get a top 100 cards. I did put a video out on my top 50 cards already. And I hope you saw that one. But my goal really is to just, you know, condense my collection, get rid of a lot of the stuff. I've sent tons of stuff to ComC. I'm really trying to just, you know, get all the, the really more iconic cards that I've always wanted to get or never was able to get. You know, like like my my man, my 52 mantle. You know, I never was able to get that. And a few years ago, I was able to do that by selling a lot of my collection. And it was a it hurt. And there's a lot of stuff I wish I wouldn't have sold. I sold some Jackie Robinson, some Willie Mays that I had and stuff. But my goal was, you know, after doing all the sets, my goal was to to finish my mantle run because Mantle was my favorite. He's always been my favorite, you know, since I was a kid, you know, I remember uh, seeing the end of his career, seeing him play at the end of his career, you know, in 68, 69. And, you know, I just, he was my, you know, even though I'm from South Florida, we really didn't have a team back then. So you follow the Yankees and the Yankees actually in those days had spring training actually in Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. uh, way back when. So, the Yankees and the Orioles were the two teams that I, I kind of followed. The Orioles had spring training here. So my goal was to do a complete run of Mantle, which I finally accomplished. And, you know, that's my was my number one goal. And then after that, I decided to uh, focus on just some specific sets that I really, really loved. And little by little, I just, you know, one, two, three cards at a time just slowly picking up the cards and going from there and i really decided that since i had collected a lot of the 50s and 60s and 70s and i still have every card from 1970 up i have all those sets still but i sold most of my 60s sets and my 50s sets uh, to go back further in history because i really got into the pre-war era and i never had a uh, babe ruth card i always wanted to have a babe ruth card you know, I never had a Cap Anson card. You know, from, those are iconic players from way back when. And, you know, so I said, you know what, I'm going to sell my 53 Bowman complete set, you know, which kind of regret it, but I don't because I ended up getting, you know, better stuff, you know. So that that's kind of what, what, what I did. And, and so my first real goal was to get mantles. And I completed my mantle run. And this was my one of my first mantles that I got. Okay, that was one so of my first number mantles. One right number one on your of your favorites. This is number one of my favorites. This is okay. actually my favorite mantle card. I bought this card raw many many years ago, and I got it slab. Oh, I don't know. It's an old slab, probably fifteen years ago or, or more. So this was my first. And my favorite mantle, not my first mantle, but it was my, my favorite mantle from the 50s. And uh, that really got me going with, with all the other mantles. And from then on, I got the 52 Bowman, I got the, the Rookie, and then finally I was able to pick up the, uh, 
the 52 tops, which was really my grail and the card that I was, you know, searching for my entire life. And, you know, I had chances to buy them, you know, buy it, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, it was expensive back then, you know, and it just, you got to bite the bullet. And I found, you know, an authentic version of it, but it, you've seen it. It's a beautiful card. And I figured this was it, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford a, a mid-grade one. So I'm going to go for something like that. And that's what I did. Well, that that's what's really cool and interesting too, is you're someone who has the 52 mantle, 52 tops mantle. Um, but the 53 is one of your favorites. So I love that because, you know, just like you just said, it, it, it does, it's not always the most expensive or the best card, um, quote unquote, best card. It's something that a card that might mean more to you, or maybe you just like the design that 53 tops, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's always been a great card, but I feel like it's getting a lot more attention over the last year or two, uh, do you do you notice that that it's it's just yes. maybe it's just me watching YouTube, but I feel like that card is really getting the love that maybe it, it didn't get in the past. Uh, well, you, you know what 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 people don't realize is that uh, the fifty two tops is a double print. The mantle's a double print, and the jackie's a double print. Where the fifty three tops mantle is a single print card. Mm -hmm. So it's not rarer, of course, because of the uh, issues with the 52 tops mantle that was dumped in the river. But the 53 tops mantle, it's a high number and it's a single single print. So it is a tougher one to find. I think people are finally realizing that, you know, that mantle is a tough mantle to find, especially in, in, in great condition. Can you show that one more time? That is a I mean, uh, OK, so that's a PSA six that you graded yourself. That right. is an incredibly beautiful copy of that. I mean, great centering. I mean, I don't see, I can't see like any flaws in the card at all. No, I, I, and, and the red is nice. Or there's nothing, no chipping in the red. Oh, the only thing that if you see, it's it's a little bit of uh, top to bottom. Let me show you. Top to bottom centering a little bit off there. But overall, side to side is nice and it's, Clean, clean, clean card. I mean, I, I checked it out when it was raw and the surface is just beautiful. I was lucky to find that card many years ago in, in Tampa. Was that, it was it, did you say it was a card show you got it from? It was raw? at a card show, yes. Wow, nice. Yeah, and well, in those days, most of the cards, this was in the, in the 80s, late 80s and stuff. So most of the cards were raw. So right. I picked that up raw. I've got a lot of the cards I got. The, my 53 Bowman. Man, I also picked that up raw and a few others that I it's graded funny, that. I, I was just listening to, I forget the the video, the YouTube conversation, but one of the guys, uh, you know, longtime collector, and he was talking about how he would, you know, in the early 90s or whatever at card shows, PSA, people from PSA would walk around and offer to grade cards for free to collectors just so that they could kind of, because the grading hadn't really become a thing yet. So they were literally grading cards for free to get slabs out there and to, to get people trying the process. Do you, do you remember anything like that? I don't remember that, but of course I do remember that, you know, everybody kept it, their cards and binders and you, know, right. you, you never thought of, of putting them in a holder. I never thought of that until a few years after, you know, PSA started. And then the only thing I ever graded at that time were my top, top cards, the, the, my mantles and, and a couple of other cards that were really my, my more expensive cards. But many, many cards that were raw. And I, I just recently got graded this year, actually. 
for me that um, cards that I graded myself, uh, for some reason that holds um, kind of more meaning to me. I have some cards that I, I haven't done grading that far back, but just even a few years back, I, I've graded some cards that, um, you know, even if like, like maybe I think one's like an eight or a nine and in, in, in some of it's modern stuff, but I wouldn't even upgrade because it's just like a card I had since I was a kid that I got graded. So it just means more to me than something I would buy on eBay or whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, you know? My mantles, when I have, I, I bought a lot of my mantles many, many years ago, and some of them, I, I just don't upgrade them. I've never upgraded them because it's one of those things that you've had them for a long time, and I hate to give up my 56 mantle is only a three, and I'm like, I got to upgrade that, and I actually thought about upgrading it at the National, and I said, you know what? I've had this card almost 30 years. You know, I don't even know if I upgrade it. I probably want to keep this one also, you know, <laughs> because it's part of my, my collection for so yep. long. So they're kind of like your kids after a while, you know. Yep. So I, I don't upgrade anymore. I did upgrade when I was doing my other older sets. But as far as the mantles, you know, I'm done with my mantle collection as far as you know, I'm not going to upgrade any of them at this point. Yeah. All right. Let, let's go with card number two, if you're ready, of your favorites. I'm ready. So... Card number two, and this one is going to be, first I'm going to show you, it's the 48, 49, and I keep saying 48 because it says 48, but the 49 leaf, but I'm not a big collector of the 49 leaf, I'm a collector of the 49 leaf premiums, and the premiums came with the 49 leaf cards in the box, so the story on this one is that this was my first pre-1950s card. When I decided I'm going to go deeper into history of baseball, you know, and I'm a Yankee fan, so I had to go with Joe D. So I bought this card raw also. And probably if you look at this, and I think they are graded these at the same time. I think the, oh, yeah. the numbers are one yeah. right after the other. You see Sequential numbers, yes. Yeah. So this one, this one, I bought it at a card shop that some, someone had come in with a collection and sold it to them. And I bought it from, from the card shop. And uh, I remember it was the most expensive card that I had bought at that time. And I, um, you know, it really got me to love these cards. So I started buying some 49 leaf cards. Um, and eventually I got this graded, but what I ended up doing is, one day I went to a card show and I saw a guy there that had a bunch of, he had, he had a box full of 48, 49 leaf cards, full of them. And he said that they were his grandfather's and you know, he was going to sell them. I said, you know, I'd like to buy them from you. And basically I told the guy, listen, go, you know, go try to sell them because he had so many, I, there's no way I could have afforded them. And he didn't know that they were that expensive. And I told them, I said, you've got a lot of money. He had Jackie's, he had everything in there. And I told him, whatever you don't sell at the end of the show, see me and I'll, and I'll buy them off you, you know? Well, at the end of the show, he sold all of the 49 leaf cards. When he turned the corner of, 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 of the show, I saw all of the dealers gather around him and they, they just, they wiped them out of the cards. But I saw him at the end of the show and I said, what happened? He said, man, I got a lot of money. I sold everything. 
except for these little posters. And that was the 49 Leafs premiums. Wow. This Look is one of the ones that I actually got from the guy originally back in those days. This is a, one of my lowest graded ones. It's a two and a half. But I did research. He, he didn't know what these were. And I, I knew what they were, but I didn't really know how rare they were. So I got them off this guy. Uh, actually, it was a crazy story because I didn't have any money at the end of the show. And I met him the next day at a Denny's and bought them off of him at that, at that time. And he had 12 of these little posters. And I ended up buying all of them from, from him. Um, and I did a, you know, research on them and I found out wow. that these were inserted one per box in the box of 49 leaf cards. So, you know, I had 12 of these. I went to the national in Atlanta, I think it was 92 national. And I had two of these. Lou Gehrig. So I took one over there and had a few other doubles and I took them over there and I ended up trading some stuff out and really kind of upgrading. I found a couple there then I upgraded mine a little bit. And here's, here's a Christy Mathewson. So what I ended up doing with this set is I had 12 of them. I ended up, I, I was missing one for the set. So I found the one that I was missing, completed the set. And slowly over the years, I started upgrading this set. And I found that this was extremely rare. And when I went to the PSA, they, they didn't have the they didn't have it in the registry. So I asked PSA to please put these in the registry. And after about a few months or so, they finally put in the registry. I put it in my registry and I ended up being number one in the registry. And little by little, I upgraded it, um, these cards, you know, over the years. And I ended up being number one in the registry. But what I love about these cards is that I'll show you real quick here if you could see this. And I put this on my video, but this is the top of the box. So somebody cut out the box. This is where the 49 leaf cards were in, in a box like this. Wow. And you oh. could buy five, five, it was the five picture cards, they called them, five cards per pack. Five cards per pack. But in the box, it says, free big picture of baseball all-time greats and these are the pictures of the baseball all-time greats and these were them that is and the way so you it's so cool because and the way you got these is check this out it's i don't know if you can read it there but it says that you get one base one picture to the purchaser of the last pack in this box so the person that buy the last pack in this box of 49 leaf cards would get from the merchant the poster that came in the box. So it was one per box. So that's how rare. They're rarer, much rarer than the 40, 49 leaf cards, you know? So that, that I, is so you don't see that every day, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty neat. So I, I really focused on that set. And I found that there were some... Um, uh, three different Babe Ruth cards in there. So I tried to get three different ones and I was able to do that. And I showed you one of the Babe Ruth cards. And the other one was this one here, which is a, uh, a white background. Hmm. And then the rarest one of them all, which after I do some research, I found that this is the 
the only one that's in color and the only one, this one is the one that came in the high number series of the 49 leaf, the short print series that, are, that is the rarest one. This is the Whoa. blue version of the Babe Ruth poster. I've and never seen the blue one before. Wow. It's, there's less than five known to exist. I've, uh, I've gone back and forth with Dave from Dave uh, Blue Jacket uh, 66. And um, well, he wants to buy it off me, but I won't sell it. But he's, he says, you know, extremely rare, extremely rare. So I was very lucky to, to, to just go after that set many years ago, little by little, searching for these cards everywhere, all over the auctions, all over eBay, everywhere, until I, I finally was able to put that set together. And, and so that's really my, so my Mano collection is my number one. My number two is the, my 49 Leaf Premiums. And my final number three is I ended up going way, way back because uh, I just love the history of the game. So I went back to the 1800s and, you know, studied that era, found out who was the best players. And I found that, of course, you know, Cap Anson was the number one player back in those days. He was he was it, you know, the first guy to have 3000 hits. He created spring training. He was the, the best player in, in, of the era. And, um, you know, he was it. And then when I, when I look back at the set that he was in, I realized that I had about, um, in, my, in my collection, I had about 20 of these Goodwin Champion cards that I had picked up many, many years ago in, in a, in a in, I didn't even remember, in one of those, uh, shows at a mall somebody gave me some of these little cards and you know i knew they were old i held on to them and i loved them because i loved the artwork this is the chess player in there hmm. so i realized that cap anson was in this set and i said you know what i've got some of these cards already i'm going to go ahead and grade those and i'm going to try to get you know some of the stars in there and um initially i got a cap anson that was you know a one, it was missing paper in the front, you know, but I didn't care. I just wanted to have that iconic card. And I wanted to complete that set. It's a 50 card set, the Goodwin Champion set. So now I did complete the set and I've got the Cap Anson. Ooh. I ended up upgrading. I sold my old Cap Anson that I had. I was a one and I got this four. And this is one of the more iconic cards in all of baseball. You know, this is, to me, this is like the 52 tops mantle from the 1800s. This is the, the key card from the 1800s, the most iconic card back in those days. What a beautiful image. Uh, yeah, that just goes to show, like, yeah, I, I don't know much about Cap Anson. Um, he played, obviously, a long, long time ago, but just from a card perspective, that is just like pure art right there. Look at that thing. They, they are just gorgeous cards. And I was able to um, focus on this set before people even realized it. You know, uh, they started doing the Goodwin Champions now, the new Goodwin Champions. You know, I guess about five years ago. I don't know when exactly it started. But people didn't realize that the Goodwin Champions went back to the 1800s along with the Allen and Ginter cards. And, and so I was collecting these way, way, way back in those days and ended up finishing the 50 card set, putting it on the, on the registry. And um, 
little by little, uh, actually last year, I ended up picking up a uh, uh, one of the key cards of the top jockey, which was Isaac Murphy. He's the top jockey in that era. Uh, he was the, the only black athlete in that set. And he is was the winningest jockey. He was the first one inducted in the uh, Racing Hall, of, the Jockey Hall of Fame. And I was lucky to find that uh, in a seven. Wow. And the highest graded example. Um, that card sold back in 2015. And I tracked it and tracked it and tracked it. And it finally came up for sale again last year. And I picked it up. And uh, that one put me up because it was such a high grade. It made, it made my set the number one set on the PSA registry for that. That is incredible. So, so I've accomplished, you know, my top three goals, you know, in my, in my collecting career, basically, which was the Mantle Run, the 49 Leaf Premiums, and the 1888 Goodwin Champion complete set. Um, so now I'm going with the top 100 cards, and that's my, my next and final, uh, I think, uh, process. Liquidating a lot of my collection, which I will be doing, uh, you know, within the next few years to get some of the stuff that I really, really want and uh, be looking for some of that at the national. How do you plan on selling like the graded cards? Um, are you going to do eBay auction houses, a mix of everything, or do you have a, a plan? Probably going to do some of the, the, the lower end on, on eBay, but I do have some, some, like I graded a lot of my 1962 cards and some of them graded, you know, seven and eights. So some of those I may put them up at the auction houses, you know, because those are going to be a little bit higher. I have like, um, and, and you know, you don't realize until you get them graded. I got like a Bob Euchre rookie, which graded like an eight. And I realized an eight and Bob Euchre is like a thousand dollar card. Yeah. You know, so, so I was lucky that the Kofax got a seven and the Roger Maris 62 got a, got a seven. So some of those graded really, really nice. So I may, uh, in the future, I'm probably going to end up selling that set. And, you know, my goals are go way back pre-war stuff. Still looking for some uh, some of the Hall of Famers from back in the era. And I think that's where we're going to go with the three on three that I'm looking to get now. Is yeah. the three I'm you sent me a list for. of three. Uh, just quick before that, you don't happen to have the 52 tops mantle anywhere near you there, do you? No, I don't. I, I have <laughs> I have it in the that that's one of the cars I keep in my safe deposit box, and uh, usually the '53 is it, probably going to be going back in there along with the Anson, you know. And one of the reasons I start I, I did uh, YouTube, you know, I just started YouTube last January, so it's now one year anniversary. And one of the reasons I did that was because I never get to see a lot of my cards. They were in the safe deposit box, and during COVID, you couldn't even go get them out. You know, they were stuck in there because it was ridiculous. So. I pulled them out and I said, I'm going to do a video. And I did my videos. And at one point, Adam, I was the only one watching my videos. I would look back and say, well, this, this, it's getting 30 views. And I've got, you know, my mantle collection there. And right. it's got 30, 40 views. I'm going, oh, this is crazy. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I was watching it myself. And so I got an opportunity to look at my cards whenever I wanted to through my own videos. So that's one thing that I, I enjoy about well, I know not everyone does this, but when I discover a new channel, like when I discovered yours, I actually go back. I don't just watch the new ones that pop out. I went back and watched a lot of your older videos from, like you said, when you didn't have many subscribers, um, you know, because everyone starts somewhere. 
Um, yeah. Every channel at some point has very little subscribers, but um, you did, you have shown your 52 tops mantle in other videos. And that is an incredible, it's a, it's an authentic, but it's like, it doesn't matter because it is the, like, to me, it looks like it, it should be like a PSA eight or whatever, you know, a graded seven. I'm telling you, I've, I've looked at it carefully. I've never seen. I've looked at that card carefully. I've looked at it with a loop and everything. It's just, I couldn't find anything wrong with it other than it being minimum size, you know? And I even, uh, when I went to the CSG uh, uh, training for, for um, you know, to, to, to do grading, I went over there for a couple of days and I actually talked to Andy Broom, who's the head guy over there. And I had a picture of it. I took a few good pictures on my phone and I showed it to him. And, you know, he said, this is one of the nicest mantles I've ever seen. But he said that if it is minimum size, that you know, it, it would never get a grade. You know, I was hoping maybe CSG would give it a grade, but no luck there either. It, uh, you know what? It, 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 anyone that knows cards can look at that and go, that is one of the best ones you could have. So uh, regardless of grade or authentic, that, to me, it doesn't really matter. Thanks, Adam. Uh, and that's going to stay in my, in my uh, collection forever, you know. Well, if you decide to sell, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let me pull up Card Ladder. You sent me three cards that are on your list here. Let me pull this up now. Let me see. Is Do I have the right one here? The 71? Yes, you do. Yes. Right. So this is um, 71 Tops Terry Bradshaw rookie card. This is um, just an example from Card Ladder of a PSA 7. Uh, I'm surprised because I know you've collected football for a long time. I'm surprised you don't have this one. Well, you know, it's the only one from that set that I'm missing. Uh, I've got every, everything else. And the reason I don't have it is because I just, I never had it in my set. I had a, I so I had a bunch of those cards and I ended up actually trying to put the set together and I was short about 20 cards and uh, the Bradshaw was one of them. And the mean Joe green was another one, but I did, was able to pick up the mean Joe green, you know, but um, I never picked up, never got the Bradshaw and I actually went to the national looking for it. And I saw a few there, but it was just, you know, it, it was a little too expensive at that point. And, you know, this is a card that I could get almost any time. You know what I mean? Versus some other cards. So I, foc I let it go at the National. I focused on some other stuff that I, I knew I couldn't get anywhere else. But I'm definitely, uh, I got to get that card to finish my sets. The only one I have remaining to complete it. And, and that's what I was going to say. It, it's a card that, like you said, w whenever you want to get one, it will be there. Uh, but I, I it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of a tougher card, right? To find centered, very tough to get centered, and very tough because of the colored borders. Right. You know, the, it just has the chipping, just like the '71 tops. You know, this, this it's the same thing. The '71 uh, tops baseball and the '71 tops football both have those uh, solid color borders. Right. The baseball has the black, and this has the colors. So yeah, it's, the centering is always horrible and the chipping is terrible. So I just want to find one that has, you know, I'm somewhere that looks like at least a five or a six, a mid, mid grade is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I, I do really like that card. I mean, just the, from a design standpoint, the colors and um, yeah, it's just a beautiful looking card. Yeah. I, I love the set. The set is yeah. very colorful and you know, and here's a, here's the Joe Green. I don't know if you could see it there, but. Um, I'll put you on there. There we yeah. go. See, it has, it's all, there's a, a Mean Joe Green rookie card, and yeah. it has color, you know, all the way around, and some of them have different colors on the top and the bottom, 
So it's a very, very colorful set. And once I finish the set, I'm going to just show the entire set to, to you guys on the video. Awesome. All right. So we got um, the second one. Let me pull this off here. So you you said a T a T two hundred six of Walter Johnson. Now does he have multiple T two hundred six cards? Yes, he does. He's got a portrait version, and he's got one that is like a pitching. It's a hands-on, the uh, waist type thing. So Wait. he does have a couple of them. Here's and that's uh, the one. Yeah, actually, okay. I I prefer that one to the one that has the portrait. The portrait it has a lot of people like the portrait. It has a yellow background. But I, I, I prefer that one. That's the version that I'm really looking to get. And this one, um, I don't know. Is that, what is that, GIA grading or what is that? Yeah, that's a GIA. They, yeah. They're out of business. Looks like, yeah, this one looks like it sold back in the last one in August. So, but from a card standpoint, that is, yeah, that's, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. I'm not a big pre-war guy yet. Um, yeah. I probably will eventually get there, but I haven't seen that one, but that is really cool. Well, you know, I, I just love the history of, of baseball. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm focusing on certain players, because to me, these are the, the, the goats, you know, the Babe Ruth, for example. And that's the other version right there, the, the yellow version. I think and, they said this one's a, uh, let's see, that looks like a reprint, it says, but that's yeah. the image at least. Yeah, that's the image at least. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? People don't realize who Walter Johnson was. You know, Walter Johnson is the Babe Ruth of pitching. If you look back, he has the highest war of any pitcher in the history of all of baseball. He has a higher war than Cy Young. He has a higher war than even the, Roger Clemens and any of those pitchers. He is, Babe Ruth as a hitter has the highest war and as a pitcher, it's Walter Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I learned about Walter Johnson growing up as a kid. And yeah, it's but I think to your point, he's not really talked about much anymore, for sure. I, I think it was talked about more when I was a kid, uh, but I don't you don't hear a lot about him these days. No, you hear more, you know, about Cy Young and Christy Mathewson. You hear those two guys a little bit more. But uh, overall, Walter Johnson was a better pitcher. He, he's got better statistics if you take a look at his numbers. All right. And then um, Orlando sent me the, the third card on his want list. This is a, a goal line art autographed of uh, autographed version of uh, Walter Payton here. Is this the right one? Yes, sir. And I want to tell you one thing. I picked up that card finally last week. I didn't tell you last oh, week right. about it. I didn't tell you about it. I know you told me, are there any changes? And I said, no, because I wanted to, to show it to you. But Yes, I want to talk a little bit about the Goal Line Art Series. Um, and I did pick up the, the Walter Payton. I finally found it on eBay. Here's my Walter Payton autograph, Goal Line Art card. Wow. And I tried to find one. I found one at the National. And he wanted, you know, well, he wanted $800 for it. And I ended up paying $800 for this one. And ended up buying it from the same guy that had it at the national. Oh. So, but I had to pay tax because of the eBay situation. But it's the only one, and there's only one more on, e on eBay right now. And they want, you know, it's it's a slab, and they want a lot of money. You know, Walter Payton passed away a long time ago. That sweetness, you know, one of the best best running backs ever. 
So this is the PSA authentic with the PSA uh, number there. But tell you about the Gold Line art cards. I started, I got into these back in the late 80s. This is the only set of Hall of Fame postcards that they've printed these for over 25 years. And they stopped printing them in 2016. Every year, every time someone, someone was inducted in the Hall of Fame, they would bring bring the cards out, the goal line cards out, you know. And this is my uh, Jim Brown. Ooh, so what I, yeah. So what I what I've done, Adam, is over the years I've collected these, and you have to get them signed. You know, remember this is see they're all PSA authentic. Okay. Back in the '80s, you know, you didn't have '80s and '90s. Really, you didn't have auto cards, autograph cards. Anything autographed, you had to get it in person. You couldn't pull it from packs back then, you know. So, Goal Line Art, uh, Gary Thomas is very. It's the same concept as the um, Perez Steel postcards for baseball. Gary Thomas is the artist for the Football Hall of Fame. I think somewhere around seventy percent of the artwork in the Football Hall of Fame is done by Gary Thomas. So he was contracted by the Hall of Fame to create um, Perestial type artwork, artwork for all of the Hall of Famers that are in the Hall of Fame. And then initially they, re they you know, released all the retirees first, and then they went on every year, they would release everyone that was in that Hall of Fame. And as they had the Hall of Fame um, induction ceremonies, they would be there, they would sign and autograph the cards and things like that. So some of them, like I'll show you this Jim Kelly here. Hmm. You can see in the back, it shows it's, it's a special edition. I think, I don't know if you can read it. It says Enshrinese Proof. Yep. I don't know if you can see it. Enshrinese yep. Proof. So these, the first 50 were given to Jim Kelly or the, or, or the, uh, the Hall of Fame pers person, and he would, sign them there at the Hall of Fame and give it out to, to the fans or whoever was there, you know. And these, you would buy them at the Hall of Fame, at the store of the Hall of Fame. You would buy them and get them autographed. So my goal was to get as many autographs as I could. So for the last 20 years or so, I've been working on this project. And I now have 222 Football Hall of Fame autographs signed in this Hall of Fame art series. Whoa! You know? uh, and I'm <laughs> there's a, there's a total of 301, um, you know, Hall of Famers in there that they produce cards from. But of course, you can't get the autograph of Jim Thorpe and you know a lot of those guys that have passed away. But there's you, I think there's 245 possible autographs. And I'm now at 222. Wow. So I'm working on that. And that's my last goal as far as my, I'm an autograph collector too. And just to show you just a few of these, if you want to give you a, give you a good look at some of these. That's Gail Sayers. Oh, Gail Sayers, man. Wow. Yeah. OJ Simpson. OJ. And all these were hand autographed. John wow, Madden. John Madden. Yeah. yeah, of course he passed away. The oh, art so is so awesome on those. 
Yeah, and the, the art is incredible on these, yeah. and it's limited. To, his his says a class of two thousand and six, so this one came out in two thousand and six, and they're numbered. They produced only five thousand total of these postcards, and then you got to get them signed in person. You know, there's Johnny Unitas. Wow. And I get I got two hundred something. That's uh, Bart Starr, Joe Namath. Great signatures too on there. Yeah, because the old guys used to sign neat. You right. know, here's Joe Montana. He's getting I was sloppy. Ask about Montana, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dan Marino. Oof. So, but I love all these, especially the older autographs. There's John Elway. Yep. There's my Terry Bradshaw. You know, so I've got, I mean, like I said, I got over 200 of these. I showed them in my videos, but, you know, I just, this is Steve Young, Brett Favre. But the artwork on these is just so beautiful, you know. Some of the older guys, I'll show you some of the older guys. Here's Sid Lugman. Wow. You know, and uh, you got Roger Staubach. And, uh, you know, it, I just like the artwork. It's just so nice how they did it, you know. They, they put them in their poses, Don Shula in his, you know, stoic pose, you know. And you got players like Jerry Rice, you know, making the – Great catch. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Look at that. You know, I just love the artwork in this. Look at this one. I love this Michael Irvin. Check out the Michael Irvin. Oh. I mean, these are drawings, you know, and they look like real pictures. Yeah. You know, how good they do these. So so I got tons of these, the coaches from Pete Rosell to Tom Landry. And, you know, I got 200 and something of these cards, 222 right now. And, and, um, and they stopped doing them. So from a collecting standpoint, at least you there's an end game there where they're not exactly. Gonna... <laughs> there's an end game because if you do the baseball hall of fame and the prestige, you know that kind of still going on, and you know you can end up you'll never finish. You'll never finish. So this does end in 2000. I think 2016 was the last class that they made those. Well, as usual on these three and threes, I benefit the most because I I had never, until you sent me that, I didn't even know what goal line art was. I don't know how I didn't because I do like some vintage football and um, I collect more modern football with Tom Brady stuff. But uh, yeah, I just never, never knew about those. And those are incredible. Uh, man, I'm already, I'm already thinking about the ones that I want to try to get. <laughs> Thanks. Those are awesome. Yeah, they're nice. And, and you know, when you think about it, they're not as expensive, not that expensive. You know, try to go find, you know, go find a, an autograph, Joe Burrow or something. Right. You, know, you can get one of these guys cheaper and they're Hall of Famers. Man, Orlando, uh, you know what? I also wanted, because I've watched a lot of your videos and you mentioned how um, you credit your, your daughter for helping you get on YouTube. So I want to thank your daughter uh, because you are just, man, the, the hobby is really lucky to have someone like you out on YouTube educating, um, you know, just showing incredible pieces in your collection. So um, I'm really happy that you jumped into YouTube here because we're all benefiting from having you out here. So thank, thank you, Adam. I really, really appreciate it. And I'll tell you, one thing that you got me uh, excited about was your uh, mantle collection after after post career mantle collection. Oh yeah, you know I actually didn't really even think about that, and I went back 
now since I saw your collection and I went back and I'm trying to pull all my old mantle cards that I have from the 80s and 90s and see what I got there. And uh, that's a pretty neat idea. I love that, creating a post-career post mantle collection. Yeah. And you I, get I, I, you, I, I, you're you're I, taking me down that rabbit hole now, you know? <laughs> well, the nice part is it, there's not a ton of people in it, really. So it, you, it's pretty affordable if you want to get, get some of these, you know? Uh, some of them are expensive, but yeah, I understand why people don't do a lot of people don't do the post playing days thing. Cause to our point, you have to draw the line, but um, you know, with a guy like mantle, it, it, it's fun. I don't, I'm not trying to get all the cards or anything like that, but they're like, I had that video with Dylan. There's a bunch that are just nostalgic for me right. when I was a kid that those were like the, you know, the, the mantle cards I could get my hands on. So now it's pretty fun to chase after them in high grade and so forth. Yeah. Uh, oh, so like what I like to do here at the end of these is if you have a, another YouTube channel that you could throw out there and mention that um, you would think would want to do a three and three with me, I would love to hear uh, someone from you if you have anybody. Um, I think, uh, have you done uh, Dom from Staven Cards? Yep, I had Dom on. Yep, had okay. him on there. Okay, I, I like him. He's great because he's a oh, young collector. And what I like is I like to see the younger collectors come on YouTube. I like to see them interviewed. The other one that I would uh, highly recommend is uh, one of my best buddies that really helped me so much, and that's uh, Ryan Nolan of Breakout Cards. Have you ever spoken to him? You know, I, I not for a three and three, but maybe it was like a year and a half ago I did a – because this goes out as a podcast too. I've been doing a podcast longer than I've even been on YouTube. Um, and I interviewed Ryan a year and a half ago. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link to it. It was a pretty good interview. Um, he, he talks about, this was a year and a half ago, how he saw vintage was going to boom even further. Yeah. And it turned out he was right. Uh, but yeah, I had him on for that, but not a three and three. So that, yeah, that, that would be, um, I want to actually have him back on if, if I can get him. So that would He's be a really great guy. And I, yeah, he is. You, you know, let me, if you don't have his contact, let me know. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you now. I guess I'll announce it now. I'm I'm going to be rooming with him at the national. Oh, nice. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, I, awesome. I I had a great time with him at the last national. We were at trade night and we spent a lot of time together and stuff. And had a uh, pizza on the boardwalk at midnight. <laughs> but uh, great guy. He's from Florida, like I'm from Florida. So um, you know, I got together with him. I told him, hey, I got a room already set. And he's like, well, let's room together. So. I'm going to be with him there at the national, which will be great. And, um, you know, that's going to be fun. I'm excited because I, I love to hang out with these young guys that are really into vintage and he is so smart and so bright. And he's the hardest working guy that I know in YouTube. He does it all. You know, um, the other one I would recommend is, uh, have you done uh, Theo Clemente collector? No, I have not. Um, but that is a great recommendation, too, because I love his channel and what he's doing there. So that would be a great one to do a three and three with. Absolutely. Yeah, Theo is great. He's just started his YouTube channel and he's just he's only been collecting for two years, but he's really, really a nice guy. And he's really gotten into it, you know, full speed ahead for him. I, I had somebody recently say uh, it was a collector. And he said, you know, I want to get into vintage, but I just don't have a connection to it. I don't really, you know, like like uh, like I have with my dad, you know, through that connection where he taught me all about it when I was a kid. He's like, I don't have that. And I said, well, you know, what? but I want to I want to have it. I said, well, one of the things you could do is 
watch Ken Burns documentary baseball, run through it. And that might give you an appreciation and interest in the history. And that might lead you to start wanting to buy certain cards of certain players, stuff like that. So uh, that was just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, but that was one that popped in my head that I, I remember watching that thinking somebody who maybe doesn't appreciate this, but watches this would probably want to get into collecting <laughs> from, by just, that, just those, that's the, the best documentary I've ever seen. I may, I make it a point to watch that every year or every yep. time I, I see it, I watch it because it just reminds you of everything that the old ball players had to go through, you know, and people don't realize some of these guys were, they created baseball. You know, one of my top players and one of my top cards um, are from the, the Goodwin champions, you know, like players like King Kelly. King Kelly uh, was the Ricky Henderson in those days. He invented the, the hook slide. You know, nobody would slide sideways in those days, but he invented the hook slide. You know, you, you got players like that that really are just, you know, it, it, it's just history. You know, Tim Keefe. Tim Keefe, one of the best player pitchers and was the best pitcher in the 1800s. Tim Keefe invented the changeup, you know, and, and you put yourself back in history and you think, you know, this is the first guy ever throw a changeup. These batters had no idea what kind of pitch was coming to them, right. you know, and you could imagine yourself back in those days, you know, all of a sudden they're throwing fastballs and here comes Tim Keefe throwing a changeup. <laughs> What? And didn't know what it was. What the hell is that? You know, the guy had over, almost 2,500 strikeouts, uh, almost 300 wins, you know. But people don't realize that. You know, other players like Candy Cummings, the first guy to ever to invent the curveball. You know, those are things that, to me, I love that stuff. And I love to have those players' cards because that's history. The first player to throw a changeup, the first player to throw a curveball. You know, to me, that's those are... Things that the the new collectors need to need to know that. Well, Orlando, I kept you an hour. I appreciate you uh, staying on here with me, and this was um, a real treat for me to talk with someone like you. Um, let let you know. Aside from all the collecting and collection stuff, you're just a great guy. I, uh, you know, from thank watching you so videos, and watching your other interviews, I really appreciate it. So, thanks again, and. Um, yeah, uh, if it's up to me, this won't be the last time we do one of these. So, <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for sure. Let's stay in touch, my friend. I definitely will do it again whenever you want. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for watching, guys.